Hello, everyone. It's time for the word. So shall we pray and start? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I submit all of us into your lovely hands. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst. And we pray you speak through me. Each and every word I pray, Holy Spirit, you use and minister to each one of us. We pray and ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, today we are going to take the scripture from Genesis chapter 39, verse 21, till chapter 41. So, last week we saw that God showed Joseph two dreams that he would reign in life. But did we actually see him reigning in life? He, in fact, was in the pit. Then he was a slave and then ended up in prison. Did his promise come true? Today we're going to see the journey of Joseph from prison to palace. So in Genesis chapter 39 verse 21, we see that he was in the prison. But even in the prison, God was with him. What happens? When God gives us a promise, does it come true? Does he fulfill it? I'm sure we all have some promise from God. Either God showed a dream or a vision or, a, you know, in your spirit, you know, this is from God. And you might be in a season where we feel, you know, nothing has come true. But is God faithful? Today's topic is God always keeps his promises. If God has promised something to you, like he did to Joseph, he will bring it to pass. So we see, it says that in verse 21, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. And whatever was under Joseph, he didn't even turn and see. It was Joseph who was handling. And the verse says that because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. He was definitely in the prison and it was not at all like what God showed him. In fact, it, was, it looked just the opposite of what God showed him. He was not reigning. He was in the prison. But even in the prison, God didn't leave him. God was with him and all that Joseph did became prosperous. Then we see that the chief butler and the baker of Pharaoh were thrown into the prison because they displeased Pharaoh. And these two were, give, the Joseph was given charge over these two and he served them. So they were in custody for a while. And it happens that these two men, the butler and the baker had a dream. And in the morning when they woke up, they were very sad. They didn't know what that dream was and who could interpret it. So they were very sad. And it seems that Joseph was a very compassionate person. He looked out for the interests of others, it seems. So he went and he asked them, why do you look so sad today? You know, he was already in a sad state, Joseph. But he didn't sit there and say that, you know, I'm already in a sad state. I'm in, I'm in a prison. Why should I go and ask them? But he didn't do that. He went and he asked them, why do you look so sad today? And they say, we had a dream last night and we are not able to understand what it means. And this is what Joseph said. 
Oh, dream. Come on. These dreams are silly dreams. Who cares about dreams? Look, I had two dreams and I ended up in prison. I actually expected him to say that, but this is not what he said. Joseph said, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell them to me, please. You know, this verse very clearly shows that Joseph still believed in the dream that God had shown him many years back. He trusted that if God has shown me a dream, he will bring it to pass. So he was ready to interpret their dreams. So both of them shared their dream to him. And this is what the interpretation of the dream was. When the butler shared his dream, Joseph interpreted it saying, now within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. He will be restored back to his position. That's what Joseph interpreted. But Joseph also asked for a favor. Joseph said, remember me when you leave this jail. I have not done anything wrong, but still I'm in prison. So please make mention of me to Pharaoh. He asked for a favor from the butler. So when the baker heard that the butler is going to be released, let me share my dream. He shared his dream. But this was the interpretation given by Joseph. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree and the birds will eat your flesh from you. So the interpretation of Joseph was that the butler will be saved. He will go back to the palace and serve Pharaoh like before. But the baker is going to be killed. And this happened exactly the way Joseph interpreted. Within three days, all that Joseph interpreted happened. But you know what? Remember the favor? The chief butler did not remember Joseph. In fact, the verse says that he forgot him. Two full years it went like this. Two full years. Then, then God showed a dream to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was really troubled. He was not just shown one dream. He was shown two dreams. And he was not able to understand both the dreams. It really troubled him. So he called all the magicians and the wise men of his place. And they all came, but none of them were able to interpret it. I believe because God wanted only and only Joseph to interpret it so that he could bring him out of the prison. God had great plans for him. So then that moment when Pharaoh was troubled and no one was able to interpret his dreams, the chief butler remembered. He said, oh, I remember when I was in the jail, there was one Hebrew man who interpreted both the dreams of Baker and me. And it came exactly the way he interpreted. Immediately, Pharaoh sent for his men and asked them to call Joseph. So Joseph came. And this is what Pharaoh told to Joseph. You know, I had a dream and no one who can, there's no one who can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. You know, Pharaoh was a, I mean, Joseph was a humble man. He didn't say, oh yeah, I'm an expert. He said, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Pharaoh shared his dream. He had two dreams and he shared both the dreams to Joseph. And Joseph said, God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. There's going to be seven years of abundance in Egypt. And then there's going to be seven years of famine. 
and this famine is going to deplete the land. And you know, this is something interesting which I felt in this verse. In verse 32 of chapter 41, Genesis 41, Joseph says, And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Why it is interesting? I'm sure many of you have had dreams from God, which God showed you not just once, but twice. I'm in a season where I have few dreams that God has put in my heart, a promise in my heart. And similarly, like Joseph, I don't see it coming true. But this just stirred me up that if God has shown a dream, not just once, but twice, God has established it and he will bring it to pass. Now, that this doesn't mean that those who have got only one dream, it's not going to come to pass. But this is just to confirm that God has established it and it will come to pass. So Pharaoh asked for the interpretation, but Joseph gave a solution as well. Joseph said, so now Pharaoh, let you appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in those seven years of abundance so that this can be used in the seven years of famine, that the land may not perish during the famine. Now, when God uses you, everyone around you can see the hand of God in your life. They can see the spirit of God. And this is what happened. The advice given by Joseph was so beautiful, not just in the eyes of Pharaoh, but also in the eyes of all the servants. And this is what Pharaoh said. Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? There is no one as discerning and wise as you. So Pharaoh set him over all the land of Egypt. And he said, I am the Pharaoh and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Wow. He was going, he was the second man after Pharaoh in all of Egypt. He was in pit, he worked as a slave, he was in the prison, but God could use a slave, a person who was in a prison and make him second after Pharaoh. Only God could do this. Now Pharaoh took off his signet ring and put it on Joseph's hand. He clothed him in garments of the fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. All that you know, troubles he faced, you know, always remember when the devil takes, tries to snatch away things from you, God knows how to bless you, double the amount of what was being snatched. He was honored and Joseph was not just honored, he also won a lottery. Pharaoh gave him a wife. And remember, these were the promises of God. You know, in the, at the age of 13, God showed him two dreams. But this came to pass when Joseph was 30 years old. Remember, so many years of waiting. He waited for so long. But we see every time when there was a dream to be interpreted, he still believed in those dreams. He believed that if God shows a dream, he will bring it to pass. And exactly the way Joseph interpreted, it happened. There were seven years of abundance and Joseph gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea, until he stopped counting for it was immeasurable. He was faithful in what God had asked him to do. Whether it was in the palace, whether it was in prison, whether it was as a slave of a potiphar, he was faithful in all that he had 
been asked to do. And then, before the famine came, there were seven years of abundance. He did what he was supposed to do. And then, before the famine came, God blessed him with two sons. And in all that he did, Joseph always exalted God. He always glorified and remembered God in all that he did. We see when before naming his child, first child was named as Manessa. And he said, For God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And then he named the second child as Ephraim. So we have Ephraim over here. For God has caused me to be fruitful. So whenever he named his child, he always, you know, remembered God, exalted God. So then there came seven years of famine, exactly the way he has, you know, interpreted the dream. And the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. They all came to Pharaoh asking for bread. And Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, go to Joseph and do exactly he asks you to do. So all the countries came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain because the famine was severe in all lands. So this was the story that we are going to look into today. What did we learn from today's story of Joseph? The journey of Joseph from prison to palace. God was with Joseph in every season. You know, sometimes when we are in a disappointed state, we have a tendency as human beings to think that God has abandoned me, he has left me, and he doesn't love me, he doesn't care for me. Even the disciples, you know, when Jesus said, let's get into the boat, he said, let's get into the boat and go to the other side. This was the word of Jesus. And the disciples got with him in the boat, but there came a storm. And what did the disciples do? He went, they went and started, you know, waking up Jesus saying, don't you care for us? But Jesus was there with them. He got up, he calmed the storm, and he said, have faith. Why do you worry? You know, and what did we see in the next chapter? God, Jesus went with the disciples to the other side. Whatever he says will come to pass because he's a truthful God. He never will back off. When he says, in this verse, in Genesis 39, verse 21 to 23, we see that, you know, Joseph was in prison, but Lord was with him. He showed a dream to Joseph and he knew how to bring it to pass. His favor, his kindness, everything was with Joseph. In verse 21, we see the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those who held in the prison and he made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. You know, when God has a plan or a promise that he places in your heart, the devil is not just going to sit and watch. He will always bring all kinds of troubles so that you lose your confidence in the goodness of God and you lose your faith in him. Because 1 Peter 5.8 says that the devil is like a roaring lion. He's not a lion, but he roars like a lion to show he's a lion and he searches for people to devote them. And we know in John 10.10 it says that the thief is the one who came to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance. So remember, when there is a promise, 
you might face few troubles. It might be big and small, but you know, God has never abandoned you when you're facing those troubles. He's with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. We see in Hebrews 13 verse 5b, God's promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So when you have a promise and you don't see that the promise is coming true in any way, like Joseph had, tell yourself, remind yourself that God, the way God was with Joseph in every season, God is with me. You know, even when Joseph was, you know, uh, the brothers were irritated with his dreams, you know, they were planning to kill him. But I believe God positioned Reuben over there and he said, let's not kill him, just throw him in the pit. And even in the pit, you know, uh, Judah was there and said, let's sell him off. And, you know, in the pit, he could have died. But, you know, God always knows how to take us out of troubles. He never leaves us. And he was in the prison. And it's so amazing to see that the dreams that, you know, Pharaoh was shown, there was no one who could interpret it. I believe God wanted only and only Joseph to interpret that dream. And that is the way God planned to bring him out of prison. Secondly, we see Joseph glorified God in everything. Genesis 40 verse 8, we see that, you know, the dreams were shown to the butler and baker. And there was no one to interpret it. But Joseph said, do not interpretations belong to God. He didn't say, okay, tell me, I'm an expert in that. You tell me. He was humble and he always glorified and thank God. Even, in, even when he named his children, you know, he went through so much, but he never forgot God. He kept glorifying and exalting the Lord in every season of his life. Even while naming his children, he said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Even in the second child when he named, he named and said, it is because God has made me fruitful. In Colossians 3 verse 17, we see even in New Testament that, you know, the word says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, always thank God, glorify God and exalt his name. So first we saw that God was with Joseph in every season. Second, Joseph thanked God, glorified God in everything. Thirdly, Joseph served even in the disappointment. You know, he was in a very dejected situation, rejected, humiliated, you know, abandoned by his own brothers. He was already sad. But you know, even when he was in the jail, he looked out for the interest of people. When he saw the butler and the baker sad, he went and asked them, why do you look so sad today? He didn't sit there and say, I'm not going to ask. I'm already in a pathetic state. He was looking out for the interest of others. We see in Hebrews 13 verse 16, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Always do good. And you know, these sacrifices always please God. We see in Philippians 2 verse 4. This is exactly what Joseph did. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. You know, even if you are sick, 
and you know you have the gift of healing don't stop yourself from going and laying hands on someone who is sick you know meher is a classic example of this even if she is not well if she comes to know someone is not well you know she'll immediately message or call and you know pray for them and will she keep asking every single day how are they are they doing good you know that is a best example you know you may have gifts you may have uh, all kinds of gifts you know but if you are not in a good state you shouldn't stop yourself from going and helping people who are in need so today i would really encourage each one of you you know god always always and always keeps his promises if he has shown you a promise or a plan for your future you know hold on to that promise god was with joseph and he's with you he will never leave you sometimes you know what happens is god won't show a big plan he might just give a glimpse of the plan that he has for your future and show it to you so long many years back when we were in gurgaon god had shown me few plans a glimpse of his plan for my future and i was led by god to move to faridabad from gurgaon now you know gurgaon is a very happening city but i had the peace to move from there to faridabad which was not a happening city but we were started looking out for houses in faridabad and there was one house where i just stepped in i didn't even see the bedroom i didn't even see the uh, you know balcony or anything but i just took few steps inside just you know reached the living room and i knew in my heart this is the house god wants us to buy and you know i just didn't jump into the decision i prayed and god showed confirmations and you know when you know you are taking you know buying something and you know god is there and you become all excited so i was all excited and we decided to buy the house and we informed our parents you know his father my father that you know we are going to buy the house but you know the devil is not just going to sit and watch when god has some plan for you he's try he will try his level best to instill fear doubts and confusion in our, in your heart so my father god you know the devil used my father to create confusion in my in me i told my father and my father was so upset he said who buys a house on 14th floor that to an ncr region where so many earthquakes happen what will you do your husband works in gurgaon you are alone with the kids there what if an earthquake comes how will you run with the kids you know the moment he said that now it sounds funny to me but that moment i got freaked out all i could see in that house was me carrying the two kids and running for life when earthquake comes and i was so confused and so restless i started praying and said lord i know you want me to buy this house but what do i do if earthquake comes and you know god said shoma do you think i can't protect you from earthquakes and i said lord i know you can protect me god said go ahead and buy the house so we didn't care for any uh, we didn't tell anyone we just went ahead and bought the house my parents were not that happy but we were very happy and you know what when god said he will protect me from earthquakes i thought that means no earthquakes will happen but you know what there were five tremors that i faced in that house we stayed there for 3 years and in 3 years we faced five strong tremors one tremor was very strong i still remember i was sitting in the living room and my kids who were just 2 years old were sleeping in their room and all of a sudden and manu was in the office in gurgaon all of a sudden i get a call from one of my neighborhood uncles and he was all panicked he was like shoma how are you where are the kids 
are you all okay and i was like yeah we are fine what happened he said there was an earthquake i said what i said i didn't even know he said it's impossible that you guys didn't know there was an earthquake because his dining table is a heavier version of my table it's six feeter and big and strong his dining table moved from dining hall to living hall that is it, it the hall is quite big so the dining table imagine moved a great distance my dining table didn't even move the lady staying upstairs all her utensils fell off from the shelf how many of you have come to my home you know i have some 25 glass photo frames hanging on the wall none of it moved from its position i had a chandelier full of crystal balls in the center of the hall and you know one breeze comes it just moves it didn't even move i started thinking oh my goodness how did this happen and i heard holy spirit say didn't i say that i will protect you from earthquakes you know there were five earth tremors strong tremors but nothing broke nothing fell god kept his promise but that was not it you know the devil tried its level best to take us away from faridabad back to gurgaon the first month onwards till six months when we shifted to that home my kids were not able this water over there was not suiting my kids only to my kids and for six months continuously these kids my kids had stomach upset the doctors were not able to rule out what is the reason why they are having water could be a reason we started boiling the water but still the condition was same and you know i got so frustrated i said i'm gonna leave this house if one more time my kids have stomach upset and i heard holy spirit say Shama, didn't I bring you to this house? And I felt so bad because sometimes we keep grumbling. Instead of grumbling, we should have just prayed. I prayed that moment and said, Lord, you have brought me here. You will bring a solution. And I didn't know when I was buying the house, what was the greater plan that God had for me? That week itself, God introduced me to a lady who was a believer. And at that time, I was the only believer in the house. My husband was not a believer. This lady... got her pastor home and he came laid hands on us and he lay and he prayed for the water he said i've cleansed the water in jesus name your kids will not have this issue again and that was the last day after that my kids never had that issue and this pastor he invited us to his church and you know i was a believer who was baptized in the spirit not water baptism i was uh, running away from water baptism and also not going to any independent church because of the fear that i had in me you know my parents had really scared me they said they will never let me in my home and my father said you know in independent churches you might you know they lay hands some holy spirit comes and you know people fall down and i was epileptic as a child i had so much fear when it comes to you know falling down is never a good experience for me i kept running away from what god wanted me to do and that day when the pastor invited i couldn't say no because he prayed for my children and my children were healed so we decided okay let's go and deep in my heart i knew i'm going to get baptized very soon we went and on the very first day in the church my husband and i both got touched by the holy spirit my husband came into faith and within 3 months he and i both got baptized in the water and we started serving the church you know sometimes god shows a glimpse of the promise that he has for you but he has a bigger plan you know all that the devil will try to create confusion and bring troubles in your life never give up god has good plans he's a good god and he's a faithful god 
I'm sure most of us, including me, I'm in a season where I have three promises that God has shown. Everything looks impossible and I don't know how it's going to come true. But you know, after reading the story of Joseph, I got so stirred in my inside. I know that God is a faithful God and if he has shown a promise to me or to you, remember, God always keeps his promises. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He knows how to turn those troubles that the devil brings into a testimony for you. So hold on to those promises of God. God will bring it to pass. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that you care for us. You are a good God and you are a faithful God. Whatever promise you have placed in our hearts, we submit it into your hands, Lord. The way you brought the dreams of Joseph come to pass, we know you will bring all our dreams and all the promises that you have given to us come to pass. We trust in you and we pray that, Lord, in this journey from prison to palace, you will keep us strong. You will help us to hold on to your promises and, be, and have faith in you and your goodness. Amen. Thank you.